I can show you the door. My name is Justin. Super Fantagenio, I'm Sam. Where are you, Genie? Genie, where are you? Hello, Genie. I'm the Genie of the Lab. But I can't be on this podcast right now because my master calls. Toodles. I'm Jackie. And this is Aladdin on Stinker Madness. Boy, that takes a long time. You are like the slowest introducer of anything. Your pauses and breaks are just like, like, are you waiting for roses to be thrown at you every time in between those long pauses? Like, or are you just forgetting that your name is Jackie? Yeah. We were like, we're going to, we're going to do a one liner. And she's like, I think I'm going to do the first two acts of Hamlet, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I did forget to say my name. I'm not going to lie. All right, this is Stinker Madness. It's a podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin, with me are always Sam and Jackie. This week on the show, we got a stinker from 1986, a surprise canon movie. I didn't realize it was going to be one of those. Uh, starring Bud Spencer as the genie of the lamp in 1986 Aladdin, streaming currently on Tubi TV with ads. Sam, hit it. I couldn't find out how much money the Corbucci's pilfered out of the... Uh the wham bam scam that was canon films i'm sure they got at least another one out of there um and i couldn't find i couldn't verify this was shot in miami Miami, but some of it had to be shot in miami and some of it was stock footage of miami Mm -hmm. what i we talked about uh bud spencer also known in his real name carlo peter soli Mm mm-hmm because we did odds and evens a long time ago, but I'm going to cover him again because he's, he's magic on earth. He was the first Italian to swim the 100 meter freestyle in under a minute. Okay. And wow. at what level college Olympics, where are we talking here? When he was going pre the Olympics, like as a youth swimmer and in competition in the very early ages of, you know, like when Phelps would have been say, in his first stages of competing for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So in international competition, he was the first Italian to swim under swim it in under a minute. And he did, he made two semifinals in the Olympics or two consecutive Olympics. He made semifinals, but he didn't medal or anything. Okay. Well, I mean, he didn't even make finals, but he made semifinals. Right. And then he was a professional water polo player for a time before accidentally getting into movies. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, I slipped on a banana peel and I'm in a movie. <laughs> I think, you know, he was like a hero kind of a thing, and somebody decided to stick him on screen, and a lot of the Italian directors used him, but it seems that the Corbucci's were especially coveting of him and Terrence Hill, that they were like, the magic in this guy is real, we're gonna, we can do anything with him, and they could, you could kind of do anything with this guy. As seen in such films as Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I kind of stumbled on to Bud Spencer, and I was looking at him, and I thought, oh, God, okay, this guy is, he's like a massive man, right? He's a big dude, yeah. And I I just have to, you know, I stumbled on him again. I mean, I know we already did a movie with him in it, but mm-hmm. happened to stumble on him again, and, I, and then I realized when I was looking at his IDMB. Oh, boy. IMDB. MDIB. Zippa bow. <laughs> <laughs> dot com. 
he has a lot. He did a lot of movies. Yeah, he sure did. Speaking of a lot of movies, this is Bruno, the lesser, quote unquote lesser. He's probably the major Corbucci if you look at volume, whereas mm. Sergio is more renowned for uh, his gritty, bloody, ultra violent westerns. Uh, so they're the they're the Scott brothers. Sergio's not Tony, really. Or Sergio's Ridley. No, not really, because as a writer, uh, Bruno has 148 writing credits, and most of them are screenplays, or only some of that's TV. Okay. A large minority of that is TV. And we've seen, because he wrote Odds and Evens, and we watched that, and Mm -hmm. we've seen this now. And there was a number of his films that were done as retrospectives at film festivals on the period of Italian comedy at this time. And they're like, you know, if you want to do Italian comedy, you ought to show one of those uh, Bruno Corbucci movies. He's really, he's really fucking funny. Whereas I don't want to like badmouth Tony Scott, but he had a thing and it was stuff that looked cool. (laughs) No, I won't do that. (laughs) I'm not going to compare Bruno to Tony Scott. That's not fair because I feel like Bruno's pretty, I don't hate Tony Scott. Come on. He he was good at making commercials and he made, he made cool shots. I love those commercials. I think that most commercial playbooks are probably still based on what, you know, Tony Scott did. Mm -hmm. Um, Car commercials are probably all still just like regurgitating Tony Scott shit. Uh, But yeah, Bruno's genuinely funny. And he's also, you you talk about like, I think people could look down their nose at uh, Corbucci as a writer and be like, well, this is just trash. But when you talk about writing for a budget and writing for specific sequences and doing it in the amount of time that he does it, it's like these sort of classical, like, Oh, I went to Juilliard or whatever, right? Juilliard's an acting school. It's a bad example, but uh, you'd find theater school and you learned writing. It's like, that's great, but can you write in uh, two special effects sequences right around only being able to use a dissolve? And by the way, you need to turn two cars over because you got to get some money to your buddies that are stuntmen. Mm-hmm. Right. Corbucci could do that and right. still make it funny and still make it fun all the way through yeah. because... You know, we all we always like to talk about film that it's this great art form, and it is. But its main goal is to entertain people, and that gets lost sometimes, and you end up with these just, you know, it's so artsy you can't look at it. That's great. We don't have that here. We definitely we, we, don't have that here. We don't have that here. At no point in time was anybody thinking about art while making this film. <laughs> In fact, I've got a major question about uh, what this film tries to say, so we'll get to that at the end. Um, (laughs) Do you know how and when, because odds and even, when when you did the odds and even uh, boring bullshit, um, I don't remember ever the names uh, Menahem Golem and uh, Yoram Globus ever being involved in anything that Terrence Hill and Bud Spencer did, but somehow... And it's not that they they just slapped a cannon group because they did the distribution. They are producing it. It's not one or other. It's both of them. The men who brought you over the top, starring Frank Stallone. Um, wait, Steven Seagal. Uh, Jim Stallone is. Uh, they're producing this film. How did that shake out? I feel like you got to think about the Corbucci brothers as an Italian sports car, as a metaphor. It's a fine machine. It needs a lot of work. It's not maintenance-free, say. Mm-hmm. It's a little finicky. 
It's a Fiat. But it moves <laughs> fast with purpose, and it has passion. Passion. Uh, no, but they're they're such an oiled machine that part of their part of them is that they don't want to stop making the movies. So they have agents or themselves are able to just secure funding. So Menahem Golan and Yoram Globus were just off near the path of destruction and carnage movie making that was in the area of effect of the Corbucci brothers like, Oh, there's some cash. Let's grab it. That's where I'm like, I couldn't find out how many times they did it before I'm, I would be surprised or I, maybe I am surprised that they didn't have like a longstanding uh, relationship because Mm -hmm. of how hands off Canon was and that these guys would be able to just deliver constantly. But I feel like they operated so independently that that's really all they did is secure funding and deliver pictures. Yeah. Okay. I got a question about this picture. Sometimes the, the, when the people are talking, it doesn't seem like they're speaking English. Is this dubbed? It was made in English. Some of the guys have such thick accents that they get uh, overdubbed. And I noticed a few times where there there was ADR like crammed in, like lips are not moving at all, and there's dialogue happening. So maybe that was a little bit of it there was, as well. They, and I think that they were shooting so budget conscious that they probably didn't have a lot of. Uh, they were using louder cameras, and so some of it was probably shot without sync sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, they, these things, they go at a hundred miles an hour on these, but I don't know if Bud Spencer, I think Bud Spencer does his own voice, but he probably does it all, uh, ADR and, uh, to go back to the interesting things about the movie also with the Spencer, Bud Spencer, uh, or Carlo Peter Soli, the love interest of Al Haddon is actually his daughter in real life. Oh, okay. Diamante Peter Soli or Dimey Spencer Dimey and the Spencer. main heavy who's bud who's buds with bud. Mm-hmm. This is a fun one to say. Hold on. <laughs> Venatino. Venantini. He's the main heavy. Venantini. Venan. Ven. Venatino. Ven. Nantini. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'll take your word for it. You know, and you were giving me like, shit about pausing at the beginning <laughs> of this episode. It's hard to read. <laughs> you just said IDMB. Right. <laughs> at least she doesn't have it written down in front of her, though. <laughs> and even then. Uh, so his Luca, the kid that plays Aladdin, is his son. And he's friends with Bud okay. Spencer. Okay. So this, is a, this isn't just a family movie. And I think this kind of speaks to the sort of rolling ball of filmmaking that is the Corbucci's that when they're making a family picture, they're making a family picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what else you got? Anything? A uh, little fun on Bud Spencer is that uh, later in life, after he'd made so many movies and was sort of a, a mountain of uh, man and a mountain of legend in Italy, ran for public office and didn't win. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> he said that, the only three things I've ever done in my life is be a is ballet, be a jockey, and politics. Obviously, the first two are out of the question. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, Aladdin. Uh, we start out with uh, Tony 
You know, we start out with a creepy ass song. Oh yeah, that's true. You're this what, song is amazing. It's so bad, so bad. It's amazing. Like the talk singing. Uh huh. Wow, I had to write. I had to pause it and go back to write down the guy who did this song. His name is Humor Diodato, and he <laughs> made. It could be an abomination as far as songs are concerned, but I loved it. I personally like that the the genie guy who's singing in the song. Uh-huh. I think they're trying to do like a Bing Crosby or a Frank Dino, Sin- yeah. Yeah, like rip off. Bo, 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 bo. I am the genie. And then the kids are obviously English is not their first language. Uh-huh. And it kind of had a little bit of a I I want to say almost like a and I don't, I'm not I'm trying I'm trying not to say this and be racist, but it kind of, oh, it sounded like, kind of like a, like a Chinese American school, you know, where they go to learn English and they're like, today we're going to teach you how to sing this song. Uh-huh. And they put the words in front of them and the kids just kind of sing it. And they're like, okay, cut. Cause now you are totally racist because that's what white kids do too, Jackie. That's what our son like does. They go to school and they say, okay, you're going to sing this song. And that's how they learn some English. Yep, they go to school, <laughs> and they're like, well, the PTA wants us to do this, so we're going to bastardize other cultures. Yep. Here's absolutely. your headdresses, kids. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's how they're teaching my son Japanese, in, is in music form. So, yeah. What? Yeah, they're teaching our son Japanese? You're a total dick. Um, We need to move on. Let's not get hung up on the, the school system of the United We're, States, the yeah. hot topic that, that is costing people elections. We're all three sentences away from becoming Karens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You're right. Okay. You know what? I retract everything I just said. Fuck myself. Let's go down to the school board and throw rocks at people that are just trying to educate our children. Okay. Okay. Right. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry. All right. So, yeah, this song is terrible. It reminds me of uh, Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, if you guys have ever seen that. Like, it's just that terrible type of music. Uh, anyways, uh, Tony, uh, he's he's a junk dealer. Or is he a fish guy? Junk he's dealer. A junk. He's a junk. He, Tony buys it. Okay. Okay. So, why he's... is he going up to fishing boats and saying, hey, what do you got for fish? And then the guy's like, here's what I got. No, it's not what he's got for fish. The guy's already dropped his fish off. He's docking. Mm. He's like, what crap did you pull out of the ocean that wasn't fish? And he's like, you can have this for five bucks. And then he tries to screw with him. And the guy's like, fuck off or give me five bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Five bucks. Is that a big haul for junk in 1986? Do you think? I mean, like, is this guy doing well? (laughs) Tony buys it seems like he only deals in fives. Right. Right. Yeah. He either he either gives <laughs> out fives numbers. or says fuck off to fives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In turn, he is told fuck off when he won't give out a five. It's right. He's yeah. Tony buys it for fives. All right. So he takes this junk back to his shop and he makes uh, his employee who is paid very poorly. He's paid five dollars a day. Five. Um, it, uh, in 1886, I think five dollars a day is still not minimum wage, but you know, I don't have any information on that. So I don't think Tony's a great guy. <laughs> Did anybody else get the vibe from Tony that maybe he was from New Jersey and mm. he was a transplant? Okay. And a wannabe mob guy. Mm, yeah. But he's See not. That. And yeah. then the kid that he hires is like Timothy Chalamet. Uh Chalamet. The guy the kid from Dune. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know who Timothy it, Chalamet is, but not Chalamagne. Chalamagne was a Roman emperor after Augustus. Emperor Charlemagne? Charlemagne. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he you in, people. He invented uh, wine. <laughs> God damn it. Nobody else got that vibe. Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. His name is not Chalamagne. Chalamet. Chalamet was the uh, bad guy in Dr. No. That wasn't Dr. No. He <laughs> 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 was the other bad guy. Un- he was one of the uncredited yeah. bad guys. <laughs> Doctor No being the bad volunteer guy. bad guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Al's got a Al, Al's got a little Chalamet in him. Uh, I kind of like Timothy Chalamet a whole lot more than Al Hayden, whoever Al I, Hayden is. I thought he had a little Jared Lorenz in him from uh, <laughs> Frankenhookers because he doesn't shut the fuck up and he just he, he can run his mouth pretty good. This kid. Yep. All right. So Tony's like, hey, Al shine my stuff and i was like okay um and after much rubbing and swoosh swooshing as i like to call it because when he starts rubbing there's like lights flashing and he's like what what keep rubbing what what (laughs) i kind of like thought this was it maybe i shouldn't even say this but i'm going to anyway Mm -hmm. it was like the first time he was jacking off or something he was like rubbing he's like whoa Stars. What's that? And he does it again, and the lights are flashing more. He's like, okay, this is, there's something happening here. I'm going to keep going. And then he does, and then boom. Bud Spencer's here. It does that? Holy shit. And why does yep. he have to rub it so long? Well, you know, it's his first time he wants to he go all the way. You don't, know the, you don't know the nuances the first time yeah. around. He hasn't learned to sit on his hand and then turn it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> that is disgusting and weird. Uh, hey, who are you? Oh no! <laughs> Paint your fingernails. Give it a little visual, right? <laughs> Some press-ons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Bud Spencer shows up. He's the genie of the lamp, uh, and uh, he's like, uh, "I'm a genie." And the guy's like, "Okay." Uh, there's not a whole lot of like, "Wait, what?" No. He's like, okay, show me. Do something. He's like, uh, tell me to turn invisible. Turn invisible. So he turns invisible. Make me visible. And they go back and forth on this for a while. And the whole time I'm like, ding, 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 my wish counter. Oh, he's already out of wishes. This genie has no limit on wishes. Al, before this movie even started, picked up the lamp, rubbed it, and said, genie, I wish for unlimited wishes. And the genie was like, yes, that is how it works. No, I think that what happens is is Bud's like, I'm going to grant you three wishes. And then he see, talks to the kid for a little bit. He's like, you're not a quick, quick learner. I'm going to just scrub the wish count this time around. All right. right? He's like, you're going to need more than three, kid. You're a real tool. Yeah. And he doesn't say I wish. He says I want. Yeah. Yeah. Which implies, oh, I'll, I'll table that to the end. That you're a greedy little bastard. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've got some questions about this. But uh, anyway, so he's convinced. Uh, so they take off early and uh, go for a walk on the beach. And he's like, "So, what's your deal, kid?" And I was like, "Well, I got no daddy. Went out for a pack of smokes, never came back. Uh, and I got a friend." 
But he disappeared like a week ago. Haven't seen him since. Cops like sniffed around and stuff, but never found a body. So I hope he's okay. Uh, my grandpa, he's a drunk gambling addict who's indebted to the mob that my mom actually works for. And her boss wants to give her the Weinstein. So things are not great. Hey, you got a girlfriend? No. Have you seen me? Yeah, he's like, no. Because that dick over there beats me up and it's his girlfriend. Right. And he's like, of course that dick over there beats you up. That's my son, Carlo Corbucci. Or, that's the director's <laughs> son, Carlo Corbucci. <coughs> Family picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, they see these dudes uh, as they're as he's discussing that. And he's like, uh, how, do, how does he put this? He's like, can I go beat those guys up and... and the genie's like, yeah, go for it. And he goes over there and totally gets pounded right in the balls. And this is when you realize that the genie is kind of a dick. A bit. <laughs> Not really, really like it. <laughs> he explained it about six times. He's like, you have to say, I want. Mm, that's true. And he just doesn't get it. And so he's like, can I go over and beat those guys? I'm going to go. Can I go over and beat, beat on those guys? And he's like, sure, I guess. Uh, and he gets beat up and he comes you? back. I don't know. May you? <laughs> you try, I guess. And then he comes back beat up and he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, did you say I want to, to beat those guys up first? And he's like, no, I didn't. Do you understand the rules of genie business yet? No, I don't. Repeat the words after me. Would I want to beat help? those guys up. Would it help if I wrote it down? Can't read. Okay. Number one wish is I want to learn how to read. all right so he's like oh i see i get it all right well i want to be gary daniels because he goes over there and it's not just like a like a street fight slappy slap he goes full-on karate on him oh yeah this is better than the karate kid and it's only like a minute long yeah no i'm pretty sure the stuntman was somebody who worked for somebody like gary daniels or was gary daniels because gary daniels was a stuntman uh it's good shit right here. <laughs> and it's just awesome to see the nerd finally get vindicated a little bit. Like Other than it clearly wasn't because the stuntman in no way resembled Al Hayden. <laughs> well, yeah, he did look a little bit beefier than Al Hayden. <laughs> but Longer hair and <laughs> swarthy beard. <laughs> but there was just something satisfying about this kid being able to go over there and be like, shut the F up, right? And beat, beat the hell out of these kids. Man, I, I'm telling you, if... I, there was a point in time where I would have been the target market for this movie. And if I had seen this movie at that point, holy cow, would I have thought all night long about having a magic lamp that I could rub and say, can you turn me into Gary Daniels? Because I got beat up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like it. And you could have used rubbing on something else in those dark nights. Oh, this was when I was like eight. <laughs> oh. Too soon. Too soon, man. And I didn't have I didn't have a problem with rubbing on things. <laughs> when it was time. It was it was go time. All systems full steam ahead. <laughs> no confusion. Um, okay. So he's like, all right, well, that's solved. Uh I want to take you home, meet my family. Uh nobody can see me though. Let's ignore that plot point forever for the rest of the movie. Cause he's like you look silly. I need you to wear different clothes. Boom. Now you're wearing a three-piece suit. And then we get to, you don't have a car, you right. fucking loser, poor piece of shit, trash. 
Oh, those magic boxes. I wondered what those were. Well, they're like a flying carpet, but crappy. <laughs> <laughs> they all smell like cigarettes and buttholes. Mm-hmm. Boogers. They got boogers all over their carpet down at the floor. You ever you ever fly around on your magic carpet, genie, and just flick boogers everywhere? <laughs> Drop some french fries in between the seats? There's no seats in a magic carpet. But I like how the kid is just such a greedy fuck mm. that he's like, you know, my dad had this car. And I'm thinking, okay, he's going to wish for like a Camaro or right. a Charger or something like uh. that, right? Or some kind of convertible. I want a Rolls Royce. Like, just goes full on. Most expensive car I can think of. Yeah, well, I'm not saying he's wrong. And I loved that it was candy apple red because I thought that was just, it was beautiful. Yeah, you don't see the too many of those. You usually see the, I think this is the Silver Shadow 2. Uh, don't quote me on that. Um, or no, it's the Silver Shadow 1. The Silver Shadow 2 was a big boxy thing. Uh, you, they're usually silver. Rolls, rolls are usually silver. I, you know, spice them up a little, you know? Yeah. Candy I, Upper Red was a good look on this. Mm-hmm. Tim doesn't have any thoughts. <laughs> no, they just looked like they were never really got that close to it. I thought that they found some that weren't in great shape, and uh, that was a good color to bleed out any body flaws. Yeah, might be. Might be. Um, anyways, so he's got a Rolls, uh, and he's like, I don't know how to drive. I could say I want to learn how to drive, but instead I think that I would rather have you do it. I don't know why you drive, Genie. I want you to be as good at driving as an F1 driver. Done. Should I learn any rules about driving? Nah. <laughs> nope. Nah. Remember who you're talking to. Nah, don't worry about that. You're good. Just as long as you got that Andretti flowing through your veins. Don't need to learn how stop signs work. <laughs> the Andretti's never stopped. They kept going <laughs> until those cars blew the fuck up. <laughs> All right. So uh, they're driving along and uh, I guess he's still invisible because everybody is like, hey, that kid's sitting in a car with nobody driving. <laughs> Bam. Mayhem on the streets of Florida <laughs> or Miami. I guess there's always mayhem on the streets men. of Florida. They got stuntmen on the team. Mm -hmm. They're not leaving them behind. They got to get them some cash. Florida he's man. Write in a he's got to write in a couple of car crashes. Got to get one of them up on two wheels so it costs more and mm -hmm. run one over. Breaking. Florida man set, crashes car after seeing not person driving. It's a headline for CBS News. <laughs> Fox News would be like, and then the vampire who you can't see during the day was definitely driving the uh, red car. Fox News would say, vac vaccine, vaccine caused driver to disappear. Sh the vaccine shrunk the kids <laughs> while they were driving. Now live yeah. with Florida man. We couldn't see the driver. So we were sure it was the skunk ape. Mm -hmm. We pursued him, but we had to turn back because of the smell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So we got some car crashes. Uh, they get stuck in traffic, and uh, they're like, whoa, what can we do about this? There's a bridge. The bridge is out. And, uh, no, the bridge is up. Have whatever. you not, never seen this out, before? Up, out, up, out. You can't drive over the bridge. The bridge is out. Um, 
and uh, it's it's out of commission. Because <laughs> the boats are passing underneath yeah. it. Can you use it? Nope, it's out of commission. The bridge is out. Um, so he's like, well, you don't have to sit here. I mean, you could say some words. And the kid's like, I want to not be here. And so the genie sends him to Antarctica and he freezes to death and dies. The movie's over. That's what real genies or the legendary genies mm-hmm. would do. They were very deceivious, yep. deceptive or yeah, the they're they're bad almost. Yeah, they are bad. They're uh um uh not uh, fairy folk, but they're uh like a like a cousin to the fairy folk. They're imps, I, I believe, little little not gremlins, but the gremlins are also related to the djinn. Uh they're dicks. Yeah, they're bad. They're they're not good. You don't want to get involved with the djinn. Uh anyways, so he's like, "Okay, let's get out of here." I can show you the world. Now you have a flying car. This is fucking awesome. It's awesome. You can now spit on that man. (laughs) Throw ice cubes at him. He's got his cock out. (laughs) Yeah, the car takes off and flies. Uh, It's it's very Puma Man-esque. It looks terrible, and I loved it. As it's flying, they're just deciding, well, since we're flying, why drive anymore? Let's just fly this around town. Mm-hmm. Uh, they see a guy about to get tossed off. They get, see a guy get tossed off a building. Right. And he's like, oh, shit, save that guy. And so he stops him in midair, and they, like, fly up to him. And he's like, oh, shit, what the fuck is going on here? What are you guys up to? <laughs> I need $5,000. dollars it's so weird. Want to live? It's like, beep, beep. <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't know. I can't accuse a, the film of like not being realistic because if this was to happen to you, you'd probably be like, whoa, hey, can I get in your car that flies now that I'm not dying? <laughs> like, this doesn't make any sense. Can I? I'd like to sit in the back of that, please. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we also got a really awesome fake dummy here. Uh, we've Missed oh, that. Yeah. Always got to talk about the fake dummy. It was a good one. Um, yeah, so they give him a ride, and then uh, the genie doesn't say anything, or, or Al doesn't say anything, and the genie just pulls out a wad of cash and gives this guy five grand. The, yeah. No wishing was involved, so I think this is just five grand the genie had in his pocket. Yeah, he well, the guy's like, oh, I was 5000 behind on my protection racket bullshit, and he's like, throughout the film... You just have the genie like, boy, I hate the protection racket. Right. <laughs> so like, this is the first shades of that. He's like, oh, you got a fucking protection racket? Here's five grand. I'll, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. So did they like park and drop this guy off? I can't remember what happens to this guy. The, it cuts away to a new scene. And this raises a question for me immediately is that after he gets the money for the protection racket, mm-hmm. They're going to go back to, like, take over the business or whatever. He's like, oh, here's my protection racket money. And then the mobsters are like, well, fuck, if we throw them all off of the buildings, then the five grand is just going to keep wham, bam, bam. Right. You're teaching these mobsters a bad lesson, Genie. So how many people get thrown off of the building now? Uh, The entire community of... uh, uh, Well, I'm going to say a lot because nobody seems to be able to pay the protection racket. Yeah, nobody can pay the... No, that's the point of the protection bracket. If you pay the protection fee, 
they're just going to increase it, increase it, increase it if you're bad mobsters. But if you're one of those guys like uh, uh, Whitey Bulger, um, you like, you know, you, you keep it on the level, you know, because you're helping out the community and stuff. You, you, you don't, you want to keep your clients, but you got it. So you got to find that perfect supply and demand level where the X meets when it comes to the mob stuff. What are they protecting gotta, them from? Themselves. themselves. Do you not, how Usually do you not what, get that? What, what's going to happen is, is if you like to play ball, then they'll let you off and eventually you'll be able to scrape some cheese, but you're going to end up holding a lot of illegal goods for them. Yeah, that too. That too. Yeah. You're going to be fencing shit for them. It's mm-hmm. going to be like you have either you're going to pay them or you're going to work for them and they'll, they'll toss you a little scratch if you work for them. Uh, I'm going to need you to hold on to this tube of heroin, slide it into your salami Make a little cavity in your salami that we can just slide heroin into. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, don't let anyone in to your meat locker mm-hmm. for three days. What? Yeah, they'll find the heroin. Yeah. Maybe. I, I like how- Wait, there's heroin in there? They I probably like, won't find the heroin. We stuffed it into a bunch of dead bodies. I like how our go-to for like the mob working over- the people's neighborhood, like everybody owns a butcher shop in our mob fantasy. Sam. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the butcher block. Like if it's the jewelers or whatever, there's other shit in there. Like you can hide guns underneath the <laughs> hide this I mean, there's, heroin there's things diamonds. that you can hide in any place. I just like the meat locker because that's, you know, the dead bodies full of heroin. Mm. It's more fun. Yeah. Up the ass. You shove the heroin. Oh, up no, the butt. Just, you cut them up and all the way and turn them into a hollow sack of heroin. And then. Because they're cut open, you go through the butt and then you push you up and you can see your hand and then you make a little shadow puppet inside their guts. Hello. <laughs> I'm a xenomorph. <laughs> no, they only cut like a little hole so that you can play xenomorph before you shove full hair and you're like, right. okay, scary. Scared Frank. Were you scared, Frankie? Were you scared? But my asshole xenomorph. <laughs> I got you good. I got you good. Okay, now we shove the heroin in. <laughs> Up his butt still. <laughs> you're, li- you're listening to the only three people that would get fired from the mob for playing with the dead bodies. <laughs> I think I'd get fired from the mob for other reasons. I wouldn't even uh, get to the dead Just all of it. Bodies. Just all of it. Like, what did you get fired for this time? Uh, one more time with the dead asshole, <laughs> the asshole puppets. Uh I didn't count the money. I made it rain because I used some of the blow. I made it rain on myself. I was naked. They came in there. It was a bad scene. <laughs> they accused me of trying to steal a $100 bill up my butt crack. Right. A $100 bill. I was just using it to get the the powder up my butt. <laughs> it was a prod. Yeah, I, don't want, I didn't want you to know that I was stuffing heroin up my ass. I was trying to do cocaine through my butthole, but it didn't work, and then they got me on the table. Let's just not worry about how my whole butt's covered in heroin. I've been using these $100 bills to scrape it off. I think I'm going to get most of it back in the bag. But we're out of $100 bills. <laughs> so, win some, lose some, right? <laughs> I mean, look, I'm new here, right, guys? I didn't exactly get three months of training on how to be a mob guy. Mistakes were made. I'm sure you weren't. I'm sure you weren't employee of the month your first day here either. But also, can I get a raise? Okay. 
All right, so uh, they do drop this guy off at some point, and uh, they roll up to Al's crush. His, uh, uh, I don't even know what her name is. I'm just going to call her Pitch Jasmine. Pitch Face McGee. She is Pitch Face McGee, but she's basically Patricia. just Jasmine. Yeah, P- she, but she's also Bud Spencer's daughter, Diamond. Okay, and he's like, golly, isn't she dreamy? And uh, Bud's like, well, you're not exactly a catch-yourself kid, but whatever. I, I can see you guys, uh, you know. He's like, you touch her, I break your dick off. <coughs> I could see I could see you going to the Sadie Hawkins dance together, whatever. Um, he's like, I wish I could give her a necklace. So, okay, here's your necklace, kid. And it just happens to be the ugliest goddamn necklace I've ever seen. <laughs> this is another gin trick. Another gin trick? Gin. Gin. Oh, the gin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because... Nobody wants that necklace. Nobody wants that necklace. And it's like, even if they did, it's like a $10 necklace. It's not a nice necklace. It's What is it? I thought it it's was... It's seashells. Yeah, it looks like seashells. Smashed together on a wire. And these things were fucking everywhere in 1986. Yeah. Everyone wanted one of those and had six. And you couldn't wear them because they were pokey. <laughs> you can't wear that around. It's going to hurt. Especially when the dolphin attacks you and pulls on it. The dolphin. Yeah. They're in Florida. The dolphin attacks are, are they happen all the time down there. The actually with the dolphins, it's usually drunk hit and runs. Oh, that's oh, the Raiders oh, now, though. Oh, oh, oh. Oof. <laughs> oh boy, below the belt, man. They haven't won a game in like 12 years, Sam. That's that's too mean. <laughs> the dolphins, I don't know. I don't know. I'm no, assuming they're, they're bad. okay. They went to the playoffs last year, I all think. Right. How about that? Okay, so uh, he's like. Here, I got you this necklace. And she's like, oh. And he's like, can I get a kiss for that? And she's like, dude, motherfucker. And he's like, oh. So he walks over and he's like, Jin, I want a kiss. So he uses the genie as GHB. Sure. She did not give that kiss on her phone volition. You suck out. No. But she may have whispered in his ear, I'll give you a hand job for a Walkman because they were big right then. <laughs> but only if he gets the yellow one. Nobody wanted the black one. Right. I had the black one. Because everybody, you know, that's what everybody had, right? But if you had the yellow one, you were fucking awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Well, if you had the silver actual Walkman that was small and made by Sony, you were like the coolest kid ever. I had the red Sanyo that only fast forwarded and played. Right, right. Yeah, we're you're talking about the Walkman 2. The Walkman 1 didn't come in yellow. Ah. The Walkman 2 did. Yeah, he's right. The silver one was the Walkman. Silver and black. I had I had a Walkman. Yeah, you had a Walkman 2, apparently. Yep, I had a Walkman 2 as well. Okay, all right. And right. I walked like an Egyptian everywhere. Da, 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 da. Just like the commercial. Not how that song goes. Um, we're about two octaves too low. Uh, okay, so... The mob and also, boss. it seemed like that was actually the riff from Holy Diver. <laughs> okay, so the mob boss, I don't know his name, don't care. Uh, he's like, hey, Al's mom, uh, your dad, he owes us some money, but I can make that go away if you, uh, you know, if you're sweet to me. If you, you know, if you're a little nice, if you're a little, little uh, friendly, a little kind, a little uh, caring, a little loving. Little tut, hold me, please. Yeah. Just hold me. I'm so lonely. How could, how could you not want to know this guy's name? Is it 
Monty Syracusa. Monty Syracusa, oh, brother. Yeah, that sounds awesome. All Monty. Right. All right. So uh, she's like, eh, no. No, I will not, sir. In fact, uh, hashtag me too. And kicks him in the in the groin and leaves. Bye-bye. Yeah. This is also where you're like, whoa, your mom is way hot. Uh, she was a Swedish model. Yes, actress. that's Janet Agarin. She was in a lot of exploitation films. She's she is the hotness. Mm-hmm. She's not a very good actor. <laughs> Gonna go go ahead and check that down. She was as vague as Bud Spencer's daughter. <laughs> See, and I didn't think she was all that in a bag of chips. Maybe it was the dress that she had on. Oh yeah, she's totally eighties out. But yeah, because I haven't seen her in anything else. I don't think. And so to me, it was just like, yeah, okay. I saw her in this. That was enough. I thought she was good looking. Model, Swedish model looking lady. You want to play a Swedish model lady? Yeah, later. Yeah. Um, I got nothing else going on. (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) Let me check my schedule. See if I can't dig out that old lady's dress. That old lady's, yeah. (laughs) I don't think, I bet you if you had this dress right now, we would be selling it because the 80s retro is hot. And uh, I bet you having that dress like that would be like 500 bucks right now. My mom yeah. has like several of these. Oh, we should totally break in, steal them, and sell them. I like children. to bitch and yell and, and about fashion through most of my life. And like, I can't believe what these kids are wearing. I'm just going to let it happen. If you millennials want to frump yourselves out mm-hmm. that much, go right the fuck ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just go right ahead. Yep. Look pretty dumb. Okay. So, it, I mean, and, they, and they're not even doing the best part. The big hair was the best part. I'm sorry. It was a lot of work. You were a walking cigarette uh, or a a walking match, basically. (laughs) Like, don't stand next to open flames. But, dude, that was the funnest part about the 80s. Not your huge butt pants, your tall butt. Get your hair going. Poof that feather. Feather it. (laughs) Figuring out what your hair will do to get really big Mm -hmm. and crispy. Yeah. And throw some shoulder pads in there while you're at it. You know what? Go. See, and I always think, like, you guys are missing the white high tops with the multiple layered of socks. Yeah. Multiple socks. The the tall butt just doesn't. That was the worst of the 80s was the tall butt. Boo. Boo, millennials. <laughs> and it's not even millennials, Sam. Millennials are in their freaking late 30s now. It's Gen yeah. Z. <laughs> Whatever these... These kids, I don't understand the words in their music. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm old. All right, so we gotta get, we gotta get moving. Uh, we got a long ways to go here. So he sends uh, the the boss man sends goons to grandpa, and uh, the genie's already there, and he opens the door, and there he's like, "Hey, you guys seem like uh, all right, standing citizens. Come on in." And so they start smashing up the place. They're like, we'll teach this guy a lesson. And they have baseball bats and they smash it up the whole uh, living room. And uh, Al comes out and he's like, holy smokes, um, Genie, make him freeze. Uh, and so he does. Uh, Genie, clean this place up. And he does. And then he's like, Genie, make him cockroaches. Then he does. <laughs> wow. Uh, Sam, uh, let's postulate how they did this. This shot. Of the reverse destruction was a lot of work, in my opinion, for it was a, a lot of work. Bruno Carbucci slash uh, Canon Group movie. Uh, usually, you would put this on paper and show it to them, and they'd be like, "No, we'll just do a cutaway." Why? So, yeah, what's your take on how they did this? 
they did this. So they had two versions of some of the furniture. Mm-hmm. They had two versions of everything so they could smash the stuff in one shot because the stuff that they smashed, they couldn't do the effect with. And so before they did, they kept the camera in the same spot. They put in the stuff that was going to fall because they had to have tables and all of the thing, all of it that reconstructed what they did was they had cut out pieces that they could pull with strings Mm -hmm. and have it look like it was smashed. And then the things will fall on the ground and break naturally so that when they have it in reverse, when they show the footage in reverse, it seems to be, you know, repairing itself or whatever. Right. And then they put it all back as according to the photo. And then it looks the same as when the guys go through and break it. They did a number of times where they had to just like leave a camera in the same spot undisturbed with all the dissolves where they had to do uh, where they were not even doing split screen, but they were actually just doing double exposure dissolves because they have one time where Bud Spencer, uh, the police try to gum from either side. And you're like, ooh, he's telling us that he's doing more than a split screen right here for the dissolve effect. And they they their arms go through him as he's disappearing. And you're like, OK, they had to actually to overlay both shots to do this. And so there was a lot of times where they just had to have a camera secured down stationary for a day or two. Okay. Uh, that's all fine and good. Reverse shots are fairly common in film. However, my uh, big note of this was that there was actual humans involved inside the shot itself that were not part of the reverse. The men are still frozen on screen while the reverse is happening. I wonder exposure. if they were double exposed or if they said, now stand real still. They can't stand that <laughs> still with double exposure. It was a great effect. I was very impressed with it. It looked good. It was probably the best shot in the whole movie. Yeah, and they did they did the same exact technique without the reverse, but it was still the same level of work securing the camera with the when Bud Spencer disappears out of the second questioning session. Yeah, sometimes sometimes the uh disappearance and reappearance didn't work. Uh there was a layer of uh, of transparency. He was, some, he was never opaque uh, in, in in those, but this one worked. Yeah. Anyways, all right. So now those guys are gone. Uh, the genie is like, uh, "Hey, uh, Grandpa, here's the deal. I don't know why I'm not telling Al this, but I can't do anything at night. All my powers disappear." And Grandpa's all drunk and shit out. He's like. Oh, you don't work overtime, eh? <laughs> yeah. Screw the man. We should go on strike. <laughs> Barfs and buds like gross. And hand me one of those cocktails, buddy. <laughs> like, that's my grandpa, Frank Gallagher. <laughs> uh, Wait, in real life? No, like, I just, this guy's Frank Gallagher. Who's Frank Gallagher? Shameless. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Oh, he totally is. Nice. <laughs> nice pickup. <laughs> Someday you're going to open up your closet and he's going to be in there naked. What are you doing here? Get out of here, Frank. There was a thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know this looks bad. There was a thing, okay? <laughs> okay, so the cops, they come by. Uh, it's it's his girlfriend's dad. And he's like, where'd you get this Rolls Royce? Did you steal it? And he's like, none of your business, officer. I My why is on you. Because <laughs> I'm just driving around looking for people that have cars that they shouldn't. Yeah. 
<laughs> you gave my daughter this necklace. People sell these for $5 everywhere. Mm-hmm. Where did you get it? <laughs> Where are the drugs? You don't have $5, you poor piece of shit. You couldn't rub two yeah. nickels together. Also, I don't know where this car came from, so we can impound it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's how that works. I guess that's how that works. Okay. So, Grandpa, he uh, he grabs, while uh, Al's sleeping, he grabs the lamp from underneath him, uh, thinking it's just some trinket he can sell and get more booze, and he takes it down to Tony, and he's like, uh, hey, how much are you going to give me for this? And the guy's, Tony's like, that's mine. Give that to me. I'm not going to give you shit. Because it's mine. Your kid is a thief. It didn't look anything like that when I saw it. It did not look like this, but I could imagine what it had looked like when I found it. How about a dollar? One dollar. No. Get out, you hobo. Fifty cents. I said zero cents. Twenty-five cents. Come on. like me to call the police right now? As I am losing my patience. You're a cheap bastard. I'm out of here. You are a drunk. And I farted in, in front of your door. It actually smells better now than when you walked in here and opened your mouth. So thank you for that. Now, please go. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I'm out. A good day to you, sir. <laughs> okay. And scene. <laughs> Speaking of Juilliard, Sam. <laughs> they wish. Okay, so uh, so now Tony's got the lamp. Uh, Mom comes in. She's like, Al, wake up. It's like Thursday. He's like, ooh, can I get some coffee? She's like, yeah, I brought it in here, your, your everyday coffee, son. It's like he's at a bed and breakfast. Uh-huh. I mean, she's like got the food there, the a, a, entire coffee pot crafe, right? Croff? Crafe? Tray. No, it's, it's the coffee pot thing, the silver thing. Crave. Pitcher. No, it's a, called a, never mind. Anyway, coffee dispensing unit. <laughs> and it's like, dude, he's 14. Mm-hmm. Why are you giving him fucking coffee? Also, mom, why are you wearing the clothes you were wearing last night? Where have you been? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're Italian kids. They're drinking and smoking and screwing already. Mm-hmm. If you ask their parents about it, they're like, what, you're uncivilized? <laughs> Boom. Okay, so uh, he's like, oh, I got to go. The, uh, uh, my lamp is gone. And she's like, uh, well, Tony has it. And he's like, okay, I'll go down there. Um, he goes down, and Tony's like, get out of here, you dirty thief. Never come back around. Hey, what's that shiny thing over there, said Tony. And Al just walks right into the store and nabs it and runs away. Uh, Tony does see him, but he gets away. But he ends up. He's going to. Go ahead. He's going to track him down at the pier. Yeah. I know where to find this kid. He's always hanging around the pier. I heard he has a second job at the hot dog stand. Yeah, the banana stand. He's a big banana boy. <laughs> that banana business, there's always money in it. I tell you, if I could get into the banana business, I would. But I'm in the junk business. The only thing that's in the junk business is junk and more junk. I got so much junk, it's coming out of my trunk. <laughs> God, he doesn't even have a trunk. He's got a pickup. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> well, it doesn't rhyme. It's, I got so much junk, it's coming out of my pickup bed. It sounds stupid, you mook. <laughs> so he tracks him down to the pier, and uh, he's rubbed the lamp vigorously enough that Bud Spencer has reappeared. Mm-hmm. 
and gains the power to beat the shit out of right. Tony. It's pretty hilarious. Tony gives him a couple slaps in the face first. I like that part. Yeah. But uh, then then Al gives him the old backhand, knocks him off the, the backhand here. The backhand. Well, no, he backhands him, and then it's a dummy that flies out of mm-hmm. the scene, and that's really funny. Yeah. And then the throw off the pier, he punches him, and then Bud Spencer actually throws him off, like, with the punch. Right. It's like a punch assist. Yeah. So that problem, I guess, is wrapped up. Not really. So now they're off to a high school basketball game. And uh, Al's like, hey, coach, put me in. Um, I'm really good. And the coach is like, whoop, got nothing better to do. <coughs> what harm will it have? Well, first off, this coach looks like he's a, a pedophile. Oh, really? No, what does it looks like he doesn't look like? Yeah, not cool. This dude. guy, you can't do that. Well, like, like did Jeffrey Dahmer look like a pedophile? No, everybody thought he was a nice neighbor. What well, does a pedophile look like? You and Sam. Hey, goddamn! <laughs> <laughs> Backfire. <laughs> All right, so he's uh, he's like, hey. Uh, Genie, I want to be John Stockton, who can dunk. <laughs> and he can. And he's like, also, I want you to loosen up the traveling calls. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to be able to do a backflip over people, holding the ball without <laughs> dribbling, and then jump again and dunk it. And that's totally traveling. Yeah, there's no double dribble either in this game. We don't, that, that yeah. rule's gone. Like, actually, just just get rid of those whistles. <laughs> just get rid of those whistles. I'm going to go punch this guy and then dunk it on him. Uh, but the only way I want to be able to dunk it is with laser sounds. Because every time he jumps high, you get the the ten or Million Dollar Man. Yeah. And there's only four minutes left in the game, and mm-hmm. they're down by, like, 50 points. Yeah, they score. he scores, like, 55 points or something in no time at all. I don't believe that's possible. I watched Reggie Miller make 12 points in three seconds. It's true. <laughs> Maybe Reggie Miller had a genie. Maybe Reggie Miller is a genie. We gotta find him and rub his rub his bald head. <laughs> Give me the magic, Reggie Miller. He'll beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, he will. <laughs> Reggie Miller doesn't take any shit. All right, so... Um, he is now the town hero and they go, he goes and gets some after game gelato with his new girlfriend and uh, the genies that he's getting some too. He goes, I like this particular sequence because the genie goes up to the counter and he's like, Hey, can I get some of this? Uh, I want the big one. And the guy's like, here's your big one, sir. <laughs> he doesn't like scoop it up or make it up. It's just, yeah. they've got big ones ready. Like, Oh, <laughs> uh, that will be three fifty. No, it will not. I, I'm speculating that at the gelato shop, they might have big ones ready because just stand by big a ones. lot of care in the special ones. Maybe. I don't know. Cause you can just leave them in the freezer, like as a display, they have a gelato shop all over all, gelato shops all over the towns here. Now, maybe I should go to one and see what ask, it's all about ask for the big one and then not pay for it. Cause the genie does not pay for it. Well, either do the kids after he, they ask the genie for money mm-hmm. and he's like a tenor ought to do it. And then he's got it in his pocket and then they just, Dine and dash. Yeah. And then the the mobsters show up and he's like, I don't have your money. No one is paying me for ice cream. <laughs> Not our problem, Buster. 
Also, can we get two big ones to go? <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, Six Finger Tony. He's a uh, Johnny Toonies. That's what it was. <laughs> That was our mobster nickname. I can't even remember what episode we came up with that. It's been almost 500 of them. Yeah. Johnny Toonies, uh, he had a real rough week. Can we get some big ones? <laughs> and our protection money, you you scumbag. Uh, so the goons come in, and they stuff this owner in the in the gelato. He's got a cold face, and Bud's like, uh, okay. Hey, don't you say nothing, fatso. I'm not fat. I'm a, like, man mountain. You might call me man mountain Marco. TM Stanley. Sorry. Got to do that. Otherwise, copyright infringement. Uh, There was a Spider-Man guy named man Martin. Okay. Anybody seen Dan Slott anywhere? Maybe I can get him on the podcast. (laughs) Oh, God damn it. (laughs) Dan Slott. All right. So... (laughs) You sh- you keep your mask shut, fatso. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't say a damn word. I'm enjoying my big one. You guys have a good day. And this one, he's like, nobody calls me fucking fat, you Italian fuck. Ooh. <laughs> and then they get into a fist fight, and he shoves their whole face into the ice cream, and then shoves it up his butt, and then does... You want a big one? I'll give you a big one. Yep. Here's a big one to the chin. Ding. Shoves a salada spoon up his butthole. And be... why are they all eating with like the sample spoons? Right, <laughs> they eating with the sample spoons. <laughs> anyway, so you you eat it, so you eat it slowly and enjoy it, <laughs> not like Americans where you're just like I'm stuffing the whole thing in. <laughs> Until we see him drink beer later. All right, so uh, he gets pulled over in uh, the. Uh, the Rolls Royce because he's going down the wrong way on one way and uh, they take him in. Uh, he's got no license, no fingerprints, no name, no nothing. And they're like, what the heck? You're going to, you're going up the river, pal. This was the first time that I accidentally woke up Sandra laughing too hard <laughs> because when he pulls out the name, he's like, I'm was born over 300 years ago. My name is genie of the lamp. And he pulls a name tag out and puts it on, and one of the other cops is like, yep, says right there, Genie of the Lamp, 1863. And then the a lieutenant freaks out. I almost fell out of my chair laughing. I thought that was so fucking funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, Al has finished his date with his girlfriend, and he's walking back, and he gets nabbed by some kidnappers, and I thought it was the mob, but this is a totally unrelated plot line, <laughs> and it's bad. The mob's- trafficking humans on the side. I don't they think are, this is the this, mob. It is. No way, because it doesn't share any of the same people. It's not referenced later like, oh, we got to break this mob up because they're fucking human traffickers. These are just unrelated human traffickers. This has to do with his okay. friend disappearing. Right, right. Yeah. It has to do with his friend disappearing, but not the mob that we've been in. Uh, uh, Joey Toonies or whatever. What's this guy named? Monty Cristo? Monty Syracuse. My heart wants to believe that Monty Syracuse has fingers in this. I don't think Monty Syracuse is this bad of a guy. He seems like a real piece of shit. Well, he's a protection racket. Sure, that's not cool, but human trafficking? The Weinstein business. Yeah, and, that's I mean, not where's cool. where's Tony? Where is Monty Syracuse going to draw the line? I say nowhere. <laughs> I'm with Sam. Sam's got a profile. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, I guess I'm overruled, but uh, the movie doesn't say that. 
Um, at no point does any of this shake out anywhere else. But uh, they take they take Al to this like rundown, shabby house, and it's filled with all these other kidnapped kids. And the main uh, human trafficker gets he's on the phone. He's like, "Yeah, I got a new one. He's he's good looking, and he's got a head of hair, and he's only 15. Oh, you want him in Australia tomorrow? We can make that happen." And I'm like, "Whoa." whoa this is dark for this movie this is a children's movie i mean yeah there's some of this in pinocchio that's that's under the tongue but uh this is pretty overt yeah Ugh. 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 <laughs> don't like it and I like how they're okay. company logo. Okay. One of you go. I like also how their company mantra is we got them in all shapes and sizes, colors. You want black, right. white, yellow. We got them all. Yeah, it's not it's not like um one of those like weird these children like a uh, what was her name? It wasn't Bella Guinness. She was a murderer, but uh the the uh, Joan Crawford's lady. What was her name? Uh, shit. The yeah. one that was kidnapping kids and, yeah. and then putting yeah, I need them to get a the kid. orphanage. Yeah, I need to get a kid. Give me a kid. Uh, let me check their muscles. I've, I've got, I've got yard work that needs to be done. This is straight up. Yes. These children, we have them in all shapes and sizes, implying what is going to happen to these children is not slave labor. They're going to do slave labor too, but that's not the primary reason. It's dark right here. Wow. Did not see that coming. But nobody wanted his friend because he's still there after a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this kid's in the bargain bin. <laughs> he's got a seal tag on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back of the store, kid. <laughs> Get into this bin. Ah, oh, the hilarity of child trafficking. <laughs> I mean, everybody likes a good deal, right, Sam? <laughs> oh. Sometimes people's uh, need to find <laughs> said good deal is, is a source of comedy. Um, <laughs> I gave you three fifty. <laughs> oh, God damn it! Five dollars. So two for one. This is the second time that he's really been a little loose with the lamp because the uh, the head the guard lady with the little mini bat just sort of yoinks it from him mm -hmm, while he's talking right? to his friend. But then she immediately goes pass out and starts sawing logs, and he just walks over and takes it back. <laughs> hey, Al, maybe try the front door while you're at it. Maybe. <laughs> maybe get a shovel or a club or something and, like, like go John Wick on these people because they are bad and it is totally okay. Well, it kind of seems like he's only interested in saving himself and right? his friend. Right. fuck the rest of these people. Yeah, it's just a side product that, that the other kids are saved because he he, he gets out there and uh, he turns uh, all the uh, the uh, Dobermans into puppies. Precious little puppies. Oh, look at them. They're so cute. And uh, then he turns the trafficker into pigs. It's not like, hey, get all of us out of here is his wish. It's just a side effect that the other kids get to go plus they all yeah. get a free puppy and a free puppy on but your way they do turn the the traffickers into pigs and i don't know that those pigs last too long 
in open areas in Florida without getting shot. Or gatored. Or gatored. Yeah. I mean, so they get theirs. Like, they're just guys like... Lurleen was trying to get me to read one of them books, but I was like, look, there's some hogs over there that ain't been shot yet. And- <laughs> Florida. Yep, Florida. We don't have very many listeners in Florida, so it's fine. <laughs> Do they have radios yet over there? Did they shoot them too? <laughs> That funny-looking box is making noise, so I shot it. You know, we're not on the radio, actually, Sam. <laughs> That's not how pa- can, podcasts work. <laughs> well, I was just implying that through, you know, links of technology that they don't even have radios okay, yet, right. let alone computers or podcasts. Or I want to listen. Hey, honey, shut off the lights. I want to listen to <laughs> Hee Haw or whatever the hell's on the radio. I don't even know what's on the radio. Bob the Lone and- Ranger? Yeah, Bob and Tom in the morning. <laughs> I bet Bob and Tom get a lot of listeners in Florida. Oh, I bet you they do. Nothing against Bob and Tom. Oh, I have a lot against Bob and Tom. <sighs> we could do an entire podcast on Bob and Tom if we had one of those shows. Things that I hate. Bob and Tom. Bob and or Tom. <laughs> okay. So the police, uh, uh, the the one cop, I, I there's a joke about his name. It's like Stickler or Stigler or something. And I don't know why it's supposed to be funny. I didn't get the joke either. I don't think it's a joke. He just, when the first interrogation, he's like, listen, Stickman. And he's like, how do you know my name? And he gets all mad. And then it's like a recurring point of anger that beyond all of the other magic he's displayed, nothing infuriates Sergeant Stickman like the fact that the genie knows what his name is. Because even though he's probably wearing a fucking name tag. Well, he asked the other detective, the guy that arrested him. Who told you that? This guy. And they're calling him Stickler. Yeah. Stickler, Stickman, something. It doesn't say in the... He's listed as policeman on IMDb. Yeah, it should be something like like his first name is like Dick and his last name is Hole or something. Like, oh, it's, hey, it's Officer Dick Hole, you know? Like, it just, it just doesn't banana. work. banana. Yeah, it doesn't work. Anyways, so uh, he goes and he tells the chief of police. He's like, hey, this guy had him in my prison cell. Uh, I was talking to him, and then he just disappeared right in front of my eyes to go break up a sex trafficking ring. Uh, we didn't break up the sex trafficking ring, but let's find this guy who broke up the sex trafficking ring. Is this guy the police chief? Table for later. Right? No kidding. I had him originally as the mayor, but uh, he's not the mayor. They call him the chief. That's that's the only reason why I'm saying he's the police chief, because they say chief at one point. Um, anyways, so he's like, uh, go find him. He's probably a robot. I need more robots. So get him. Because <laughs> he's a robot. Because he's a robot. All right. We'll do. We'll do. Uh, say hi to the missus for me. So the family goes out for some pizza and the mob comes in. They're, they're, they're having destroying a sex trafficking ring after pizza. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, his friends' parents own the restaurant. Okay, and they're they're feeding these guys for free. But everybody's got their own fucking pizza. Uh huh. Like, wait, this is actually advantage of this real poor pizza. family. No, th- this is real pizza on accident in an American movie. They're small. They don't have any cheese on them. It's just bread and sauce. That's disgusting. Mmm. It's pretty good if you've ever had it. Bread and sauce. I don't like red sauce. Mmm. Okay, so the mob comes in, and the genie's like, nope, 
remember when you called me fatso? Ugh, get the fuck out. And he throws their asses out. I guess he, he also, like, he shoved their head in pizza because later, the uh, at some point off screen, they're like, yeah, he threw our heads in pizza. But oh, we no, didn't I think see he's, that. He's like, that's the guy that fed me pizza. No. And the other guy, Venantini is his last name, <laughs> that you've seen before in a million films, but you just didn't know his name because it's too hard to say. Uh-huh. Looks at him like, what the fuck? Fed us pizza? No, he, he beat our asses at the... Pe- Shut your mouth. <laughs> no talking for you today. It's a, it's a metaphor. You know, we were in a pizza place and he, he fed us pizza. You never heard that before? Getting fed pizza? It's like if you go into a Taco Bell and you're like, hey, give me some of that Taco Bell money. And a guy comes in, some, you know, you know you've been there, where that a big guy comes in off the street and you're like, hey... What are you looking at, fatso? And the big guy's like, kicks your ass. But you don't want to say some guy off the street kicked my ass. I'm a mob guy. He's like, he fed me some tacos. You never said that before? What are you, you new here books or something? Again? <laughs> Is this your day one? How much heroin you got up your butt? <laughs> Can I buy some money that doesn't smell like butt? <laughs> I want to go to the strip club later. I don't want to look classy. <laughs> No. <laughs> not so you're telling me you actually laundered the money <laughs> the proper way, making it untraceable? Because that was butt money and it needed actually to be washed. <laughs> needed the butt washed off of it? I, I would I would recommend it getting a bath right now, actually. <laughs> you know, uh, fed us some pizza. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, where the heck are we? We're at, after dinner pizza. He throws them out. Uh, the genie walks Al to school, and Al's like, so so you seeing anybody? Because <laughs> you could be my new dad. And he's like, your mom is hot. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, what do you think about mom? <laughs> yeah, I want you to be my dad. <laughs> my dad never came home. Because that's how that works. Uh, and then the cops pull up, or the um, his girlfriend's dad, and he's like, "Hey, you're the you're the guy, or Tony? Oh no, he's got Tony with him. Tony's like, hey, this kid stole my thing. And long story short, Genie uh, pays him off. He's like, hey, give him a hundred bucks. Okay, his, his, how much butt is on that hundo? Uh, too much. Okay, take it. Yeah, it's there's this is like some real beat cop street justice. Mm-hmm. You're like, look, I don't want to fucking do the paperwork. Give them the money. Mm-hmm. You keep the thing. Both of you fuck off right mm-hmm. now. This is how it works. And then the other guy's like, okay, this guy is a cop. And then he's like, give him a hundred two. He's like, not outside. So her dad's on the take, right? And then there's some other strange events that happen where all of a sudden Al's like, you know what? You should go help him be a better policeman for the day. I'm just going to go to school. <laughs> you got to do a ride along. And this is the second time I woke Sandra up laughing out loud. Because of the car chase? The car chase is so goddamn funny. Got a 211. We got a hot Dodge Daytona driving down Sunset, all, calling all cars. Call for help. Help! <laughs> help! <laughs> Help! Yeah, because Genie isn't an a- actual police officer. He doesn't understand what Coppin's all about. Shoot. Or, or the <coughs> radios even exist? Yeah. Like, he's been in the lamp for 300 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
He enjoys shooting random <laughs> objects with a gun. Shoot, shoot. Uh, it's pretty silly. And he's a really damn good shot, too, right? Because he like gets the top of that guy's cigar, uh, shoots the hanging over post thing. See, I'm pausing for dramatic effect. Mm-hmm. Awning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he shoots the awning down. He shoots the paint bucket under the guy's head. Yep. High jinks. Anyways, eventually the uh, Daytona slide stops into a retirement home uh, because it's Florida. And uh, they uh, run inside and they're shooting at the cops. And then the genie's like, hold on, I got this. He goes and walks up. No bullets can hear him. Uh, they just they don't bounce off. I guess they go through. So like 72 people died from all that uh, collateral damage. And uh, he grabs them and locks them up and says, here's your guys. So they get arrested. It's the mob guys. That's the other thing. It's not just some random Dodge Daytona. It's a it's a mob yeah. Daytona. It's the the highest lieutenant of one Monte Syracusa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's 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 like you know we're down here in Florida. I know those guys up in New York. You know those the the Corleones. They're big Lincoln Continental guys. They like to cram six guys into a car so they can go whack some fools. But us. We're sensible. We like these Lee Iacocca cars down here in sunny Florida. There's only, I mean, we got to move the, we got to fold the seat forward for the Johnny Toonies to get into the back, but that's why he's got two knees. He can get in this tight spots like that. You know, because it's, it's a two plus two. Anybody ever been in a Dodge Daytona before? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm being met with a lot of silence here on this new, uh, <laughs> this new mob line. <laughs> It was working so good before about the stuff and money's in your butts, but boy, we talk about Lee Iacocca and the eyes start looking around at the walls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, so the, the boss springs him. He springs him out of jail. He's like, yeah, I had to call in a congressman to get you out, but uh, whatever. Uh, tell me about how you got arrested. And he's like, well, we, we shot at this guy. He's real big, but uh, he, we couldn't shoot him. And he's like, uh, bulletproof vests? You dummy. Anyways, I want to talk to him. Get him in here. So now they're on the lookout for uh, the genie. Now we get to go to the movie has already emulated a little bit of Teen Wolf. So it's time mm-hmm. to steal some thunder from Hot Dog, oh, the water ski movie. Right. Yeah. Well, this came out of left or meatballs. field too. Hot Dogs, the ski movie. Meatballs is the water ski movie. I thought Meatballs was the movie with uh, John Candy. No. Okay. Bill Murray? Yeah, I think you're thinking uh, of Porky's. No, Porky's. And that doesn't have anybody. There's no like water skiing in and Porky's. Uh, it's a bar. It's about. I'm pretty sure Meatballs has got water skiing. One of them's got water okay, skiing. Okay, all right. Anyways, screw, I think it's screw meatballs. balls. Screwballs is what you're talking about. Meatballs no, is with Bill me- Murray. It's going to join the military. Screwballs. No. The military one with him and Harold Ramis is not meatballs. That's stripes. <laughs> oh my God. That was a little off. Okay. I think he was in one of meatballs. Meatballs, meatballs is, the, is the water ski movie. Right. Hot dogs is the ski movie. Okay. All right. Um, or but they're both water ski movies. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, we'll just go ahead and uh, claim that we're you're wrong, idiot, because I guarantee you somebody's wrong in this room. Um, yeah. And uh, so he's like, yeah, Jasmine. So uh, it turns out I'm also a water skier. And she's like, what? Okay, I don't really care about that. He's like, no, I'm like a championship water skier. And she's like, weird. He's like, hey, Jeannie, I don't know shit about water skiing. Make me really good at it. 
And so he is. He's like, okay, so I'm going to enter in this water skiing championship that happens to be today. And I'm going to win. And uh, you're going to love me forever, right, Jasmine? Jasmine, where'd you go? Uh... But there's a weird caveat here that doesn't come into play at any other point in the movie where he's like, yes, as long as I'm watching you, you will be the champ. Okay, what about all those other wishes that you didn't watch me do? And he seemed to be watching the whole time. But he didn't declare it or anything. And like, okay, like, what about the the basketball thing? He was looking around, interacting yeah. with the crowd and stuff, and he's still Maybe dunking Maybe he's it. just like metering the lad mm. like you know you, you've got basketball and karate now like check yourself before you wreck yourself check yourself before you wreck yourself gotcha. okay all right um so the genie he's uh he's watching and then uh this lady comes up and she's like hey i like your beard <laughs> yeah she's like you are a huge man. And he's like, you are hot as hell. Yes. And he stops watching him and the kid eats shit. The kid eats shit. He gets hit on and she's like, buy me a drink. He's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 400 year old fairy slash gremlin. I don't even know if I have working genitalia, but uh, I cannot resist those thighs, lady. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Al's like, what the hell, man? I ate shit and he's like sorry that lady is hot did you see her did, uh, she, did you see she's her literally right there she's oh my god <laughs> she can drink beer too she's chugging yeah. she's not even chugging budweiser she's chugging blue moons yeah it's gonna come back up it's too foamy <laughs> see she's still hot she is spewing foam out of her nose <laughs> good looking right i mean what do you, i could watch you jet ski <laughs> I could. I could do that. But what would you do? do? Honestly, look at me in the eye and tell me that I should watch you jet ski, water ski. Fine, I'll watch you water ski. And then he goes back and there's a lot of slow motion tricks. And it's culminated after he does tricks that are stupendous that he ditches the skis and just goes freelancing on his bare feet. Mm-hmm. He's awarded the maximum, I assume, of 50 points because the announcer crowns him the champion without any official uh, rulings yeah. or judgment. While he's mid-doing it. Um, they To celebrate, uh, Grandpa and the genie, they get super hammered, and uh, they drink a lot of beers, and they go for a ride in the Rolls Royce and well, get pulled over we, and arrested. We gotta, we can't, we have to, we can't go past the chugging of the Budweiser quite yet. Mm. Because Bud Spencer, when they had to choose American names to break into this market, named himself after Budweiser beer. Gotcha. Kind of makes sense. It's Bud having a Bud. Um, so the goons, they they come and grab Grandpa. They're like, hey, no, 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 no. We're not here to take out your kneecaps or anything like that. We've already got plenty of them with Johnny Toonies over there. Um, so we actually just want to get your opinion on something. Can you come in and, uh, you know rap with us for a little bit grandpa's like yeah i've always, I've always wanted it you know you know let's have a little powwow it's racist but yeah, you know that's what I got it is I got ideas you guys got a jam pad <laughs> <laughs> yep let's go to your jam pad we'll start we'll start a ride share company <laughs> so uh on the way out uh 
Grandpa steps on the cockroaches. Murder. Uh, no, it was actually the heavy. He's like, you got cockroaches. This place is filthy, and he kills his own man. Oh, it was the. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was Grandpa. Either way, it's still murder. Those guys are dead. <laughs> no bringing them back. Okay. Um. So the chief is like, uh, he goes down to the station because uh, <clears throat> they got the genie there, and uh, genie kind of fucks with them for a little bit, and, and you know does his like innocent, I don't know anything, uh, naive game, and then he's like, oh wait, I'm getting called away. Turn around. Woo. And then he disappears. Uh, so now the chief is like, whoa, that is a new thing that robots do that I wasn't really yeah. sure about. So Al is like, uh, hey, Jeannie, now that you're here, uh, the mob has got my mom and my grandpa in there. Uh, grandpa thought that he was going to go to a jam pad way off he's at a strip joint and uh he's about to get whacked with one of those phone book things one of those phone then book things bud spencer's like you realize that it's dark now mm-hmm. and i don't have any magical powers he's like we got to do something and he just goes all right you know what these guys could just use a good old-fashioned bud spencer ass whooping yep. i might have to chuck a man <laughs> it's been a it's been a few days since I've thrown somebody, so uh, you know, buckle up. <laughs> Look out, man incoming. <laughs> okay, all right. So he goes in there. And he, he he whips their butts. Um, I like that he starts out with the the quiet man routine where he's like, "I don't like you. I don't like your pig face." Mm-hmm. I don't like your uh, the way you treat women. Your goons here, yeah. The guy's like, "Who are you?" Or what does he call him? He doesn't call him a goon. He calls him something else. Uh, he's like, "Who are you calling that?" And he's like, "You." And he's like, "Okay, gotcha." Fair enough. You're too big to argue with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he, he, I also, he doesn't just go through the mob. He goes through the entire kitchen staff too. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, some rando wearing a jumpsuit and a bandana. I didn't see that guy in the movie the whole entire time. I think he was a janitor. <laughs> There's just some reservists <laughs> in the back that uh, Syracuse has to call in. It's like, get everybody in here. This, this ape of a man is kicking the shit out of everybody. <laughs> Got a Bud Spencer alarm underneath the uh, <laughs> the counter that you push. <coughs> All right. Uh, while this is all shaking down, Grandpa calls the cops, and uh, the boss finally uh, gets a hold of Al, and he's like, yeah, I got your kid. I got a gun at him. And uh, the genie just comes out and straight up clocks him. Doesn't even like... He he face palms him mm-hmm. out cold. Yeah. He doesn't even punch him. He's just like, whap. It's <laughs> a big hand. Okay, so the cops arrive. They arrest everybody. Uh, everybody, including the genie, Al, and his family. Uh, they take him in front of the chief. And the chief is like, all right, well, you guys... Uh, see, again, not you guys cracked up that uh, human sex trafficking from earlier. Uh, good work. Uh, but you've also now linked the mob to that and done all of uh, the state of Florida service. No, he never even mentions it. He's just like, you broke up that protection racket and uh, 
now all those people are going to testify against them and they're going to be put away for a long, long time. Like at least three months. At least. Boom. Yep. Maybe even four if we get Judge Henderson. Because he says no to crime. Four months. (laughs) We're lucky they'll get Maximum Bob. (laughs) Maximum Bob had four and a half months. (laughs) That's ten weeks to you laymans. Hope you like applesauce, because you're going to get a lot of it in prison for for 10 weeks, you people that murdered other people and may or may not have been leaked to human sex trafficking. We can't prove it, but uh, probably were. Okay. Um, and then he's like, also, Grandpa, here's $100,000. <laughs> Here's your reward. What what reward? What? What kind of money are we talking about? I don't know. Probably a hundred thousand dollars. I thought he was stopping with a hundred. It was going to be like some joke like, oh, a hundred bucks. But he's like, no, it's like a hundred grand. Yeah. Go buy a club. So that grandpa decides to fully change his ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buy a nightclub, grandpa. You're going to be a big deal. The rest of you guys, you don't get shit. Just Grandpa. The guy with a gambling addiction. <laughs> he gave mm. it all the money. He did make the phone call. I guess that's how I it guess. works. Uh, but hold, hey, hold on. Before you guys get out of here, I want to talk to... I want to have one of those jam pad things with this genie over here. Hey, step into my office. Right over here? Yeah. Okay. Um, what are you? And how do <laughs> how do you work? Yeah. Well, do you have a dinger? Yeah. Is, do you, let's start with the genitalia. I mean, let's, we'll get to the stuff that's, you know, important later, but really nuts, no nuts. I don't know exactly how this works. So I'm just going to, you know, use the aliens playbook. I'm going to start putting things in your ass. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does this feel like intercourse to you? Because it's not, it's definitely not intercourse, but does it feel like it? Anything good happening in the nether regions? You drink a lot, so you, you gotta... He's gotta pee. He's gotta pee, right? I don't know. He's a fucking genie. Yeah. I guess he could just wish the pee away. We do have some confirmation, because in the police chiefs, if he's a police chief, mm-hmm. he has a science lab with the medical wing. Oh, no. We, we cannot and- skip over. We can't go that far yet. Okay. Let's get to the big thing. The guy, the chief of police is like, he's got a map of the world with lights on it. Like he's in fucking oh, Doctor Doctor Strange. No, it's not. It's before the lab. The- oh, he has it, but they go into the lab. Oh no, lab. That's after because he wakes the genie up and makes him use magic, and then they go back, and then he starts James Bond villain monologuing. So they're in the lab, and he's like, "This man yeah, has right. a un- unbreakable rubbery skin. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a liver or a spleen. He's got three stomachs." And his heart's the size of a trunk. Mm-hmm. But and no so blood. And so we know a little bit. And there's no blood. No blood, no erection. Him. So. Maybe that's what the urine's for. Ooh. Fill, <laughs> fill her up. <laughs> I yeah, also tried like, to fill my erection up with whiskey and uh, it went poorly. <laughs> <laughs> for a while. For, ever, for a while. everybody but myself. <laughs> it went great for me. But anybody else in the room didn't like it. Especially that lady I was wiggling on top of. <laughs> 
that I may have vomited on as well. <laughs> oh my god! There's probably like a happy medium of you know filling it up with Budweiser, not too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like a dipstick, you know. <laughs> okay, where are we? So now he's there. He's going to try to dis- dissect him because he's like. Ah, oh, yes, science, if if we talk to him, we could learn mm-hmm. the, the mysteries of the universe. Right. But if we cut him apart, we might learn a few things 150 years from now. Open him up. When we actually talk to somebody. Open him yep. up. Well, you know, let's be fair. This this, gene, this genie doesn't know jack shit. Mm-hmm. One, he, he walks around with a hat on that says, I'm the genie of the lamp. All right. And then two, he's been underwater for the last two, three hundred years. True. So he doesn't fucking know anything. That's right. Uh, he also is, they're, they're like, okay, give him some of that uh, plan A, which is chloroform. And the genie's like, oh, that's good stuff. And then he's like, okay, try plan B. And so they give him sodium pentothal, uh, which I thought was to kill you. And genie's like, hey, it tickles. And they're like, oh, no, what do we do? Hey, can I get a Coke in here? And he drinks the Coke and it co- knocks him out. So was it the Coke? Or did it all just catch up it, to did him? Did it all finally? just catch up to him? I'm not really sure about this joke. The diabetes finally yeah, got right. him in the scene. He's, <laughs> he's been gone for a long time, and then he starts drinking whiskey and coke mm-hmm. and everything that has a lot of sugar. Yep. And now he's developed the diabetes. Yep. And, and that... the coke was the thing that pushed him over the edge and knocked his ass out. It's like when you go into the doctor and the doctor says, "You drink one more coke and it will kill you. Just one more coke." <laughs> he... You know that you're good for about three weeks, and then you're like, "I have to have it." <laughs> that doctor doesn't know his business. I can have a little bit of coke. That's right. Yeah. So they've they've uh, talked the family into just fucking off and going home. But Al's like, "I know something bad's going down." So he sneaks back mm-hmm. into the police station, which is obviously the box office of a theater. He sneaks in through the air conditioning room. <laughs> of yeah. The police headquarters. He goes into the. Air con- like the air conditioning unit has a man door that you can walk into and then access all of the air vents, I guess. This way to the air conditioning. <laughs> it's got a whole floor. It's, it's got its own floor. Okay. And it's up. It's not down. He goes up the stairs to get to the air conditioning room. Yeah. <laughs> HVACs are usually in the basement, except for the, the cooling or the stuff that's on the top of the building, you know? I well. Either way, he busts into the surgery room and uh, he's like, "It's like six o'clock. I can wake him up." And they see the magic, and they're like, "We were about to fucking cut that guy open. Why are we listening to this asshole?" But he rubs so vigorously, you know. And they're like, "What is? Is he playing with himself, or is he rubbing a lamp up there?" Mm-hmm. And he falls out. Ah! <laughs> oh, you caught me rubbing this lamp in an air vent. <laughs> While you were about to cut open a guy. Yep. Uh, okay. Either way, the genie disappears off the table. Mm-hmm. Now he's lucid. He's got his genie outfit back on. Which he, by the way, he had a killer ruby ring and a killer ruby necklace on. Mm-hmm. When he's got his original genie outfit. And I really liked his cowboy boots. Whatever those were. And they're like, I don't believe it. Show me. He's like, okay. Turn Stinkler into an orangutan. He does. Uh-huh. See? He's a orangutan now. Then he isn't. He's like, turn him back. Okay. See? I'm a genie. Ta-da! 
He's like, this is great. Come to my office. No, he's like, no, I, I'm not buying it. Okay. Where's your wife? Europe. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. I want his wife in here. And she comes in and she just starts nagging. <laughs> not, hey, how did I get into your evil I've been calling you for three days. Medical lab? What am I doing here? She's just yelling at him right out the gate. And he's like, send her back. <laughs> so that's when he's like, all right, here, here it is. Um, I want you to destroy all of the militaries of the world. I want, I'm, basically, I want all of the nukes gathered into like a big bag. And then I want you to swing it around over your head and then throw them into the sun. With no side effects. No sun nuke guy comes out of it this time. He's like, turn the nukes into gummy bears, turn the submarines into Big Macs, and I guess all the people in them will die. <laughs> Whatever. They'll have to eat their way out. <laughs> I don't think you know how a submarine works, but okay. <laughs> well, the bread's going to float to the top. We all know that. <laughs> so if they hang on to the bun, they're eventually going to get to the top. So they got to fit on an air pocket, you know. In the bun itself. Yeah, the buns don't really hold their integrity in the water. So good. <laughs> also, submarines are under uh, pressure. So as soon as the pressure's gone, you explode. <laughs> so, no. Or smash. You'd be crushed by the weight of water. Uh, both, isn't it? Because you would... If they're in the water, the bends, the depth. You would get instant bends and also instant crushed. No, the bends come from when you resurface and you haven't depressurized slowly. That's true. Yeah. That's the bends yeah, right. from the pressurization. Yeah, no, you'd but be smashed. The, you'd be smashed by the weight mm -hmm. of water if the submarine turned into a Big Mac. The Big Mac would also be smashed. But you wouldn't be hungry. <laughs> You're like, secret you'd sauce! Would you shit at the same the, time? The secrets of the deep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's go down to Davy Jones' locker. They got McChickens. <laughs> McRib is back. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'd rather get smashed in the ocean than eat a McRib. <laughs> I keep eating them when they come back, Why? just the one. Why did Remember you how disgusting that? they are. Why do people... It's been a good way to like stay away from fast food in general is to only eat a McRib once a year. <laughs> is, is, is that what McDonald's is doing? They're doing the, ooh, smell the spoiled milk bit from Saturday Night Live like once a year. I think so. For me, anyway. Hey, eat this gross thing. Oh, that is gross. No, you try it. <laughs> the McRib is awful. Okay. um, It's back. So... So he's like, yeah, destroy all the nukes, destroy all the military bases, except for this one in Canada that I happen to have control over, said the police what? chief of Miami. <laughs> Who is this guy? It's not even like Fort Bragg or something. It's this one in Canada. Canada. <laughs> got, in, got one military base in Canada. Sure, me and the 67 loyalists behind me <laughs> with when we're the only people that have sort of military industrial devices will be able to take over the world rather than get punched in the face by every other human. Yeah, see, it's a funny story. It was all about a poker game. One night. <laughs> me and me and these guys, uh, it was basically me and NATO. Um, and we're, you know, getting a little loose with the, with the rules of the poker. And so... Uh, 
Yeah, long story short, I won the Millennium Falcon and a military yeah. base in Canada in a poker game. I beat <laughs> Aristotle Onassis in a game of Pinnacle. <laughs> And I now have this military base in Canada. Uh, so I want you to, if, if if I'm the only guy that's got a military, I'm going to be the most powerful man in the world. What do you think about that? Good idea. Huh? Genie's like, how about no? Because <laughs> you're not even my master. Like, you don't own the lamp. You didn't rub it. You're just some dude. And now you're like, what do you guys think about global domination? <laughs> Sounds neat, huh? For me. <laughs> I've, I've been fantasizing about this exact plan for years. Seems dubious. Also, Canada? <laughs> Seriously? I mean, nothing against the Canadian military, but I don't think the Canadian military has nukes, do they? I don't know. I don't, I don't think Canada's a nuke. I don't think they give a crap because they're, like, too polite. They're like, whoa. Well, what are we supposed to do? Say sorry if we have a meltdown? There's a lot of people that have nukes anymore. But there is, but I don't think Canada's one of them. I could be wrong, but I know that they don't have like a big navy either. So, but I guess if you if your whole thing is like oh, I have the only military base, I mean it's a dumb plan at best because the military base. What are you gonna do with that? They'll spread fear. The no one will ever. Storm my military base because they won't have military base. Like, what is it going to do, bud? Yeah. No, Canada, I just looked it up officially, has banned all weapons of mass destruction. There you go. Boom. Okay. So this guy is like, okay, so we've got a, we've got guys and a wall and jeeps and, and some AR-15s. Nobody's going to... Uh, beep, 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 beep. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, can I speak to Margaret Thatcher? Because this is 1986. Um, Miss Margaret Thatcher, uh, give me stuff. Oh, you're the guy that has the military base in Canada. Okay. What's he going to do? Cause he doesn't have missiles or nukes or nothing. He can't shoot anybody. You'd have to go to his military no. base to do something. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, she's like, hold on for a second. Okay. I'm just going to give you a heads up. Uh, you did take a lot of their, uh, really fine weapons, but. They have two operators from their special forces headed for you with bows and arrows. So you need to get the fuck out uh -huh. of there because they're going to kill all yeah. of you with simple weapons. Right. Uh, it's This is a dumb plan. Even though I don't, it's dubious, but it's dumb as well on top of everything. And the genie's like, no, uh, bye. Let's go. How are we going to get out of here? They've got us surrounded or something. I'm, I'm a freaking genie. I could just, did you see me punch all those guys earlier? I, we can get out of here, but whatever. We're sitting on our escape route vehicle. Vroom. And it's a magic carpet. And they fly out the window. And it's awesome. And it's Puma, man. It, yeah. But the police chief of Miami, I guess, I still just, is that what? I don't know what uh, he is. He's the mayor of Mayhem. Uh, he's like, get after him with some choppers. <laughs> He's the Hamburglar. <laughs> the Hamburglar. From McDonald's. Yeah, I know who the Hamburglar is. I don't remember the Hamburglar having choppers. <laughs> <laughs> well, the police chief probably doesn't have them either, so. Oh, well, the police chief definitely has choppers. Just not these choppers. Well, and he can't just I feel be like, like Grimace has had, <laughs> Grimace has had those hamburgers under lockdown for so long that uh, 
the Hamburglar has had to become industrious. <laughs> He's like, I'll make my own fucking Big Macs. He's getting choppers. Ch- getting choppers. <laughs> We're setting you up for your own joke, and you're like, no, left turn, <laughs> off ramp. <laughs> the bridge is up. <laughs> okay. Uh, so they're chasing after him with choppers on a magic carpet. And uh, they're like, look, I can see my house from there. Um, but he's like, kill him. And the genie's like, kill him? Dude, ow, not cool. Oh, okay, yeah, all right, all right, all right. Slow him down, slow him down. So the genie turns them into hot air balloons. And so they're floating away. And he's like, okay, enough of this. Let's get to the part in the movie where you, you, you know, you've made too many wishes and we've got maybe some moral thing happening. I'm not real sure. But throw that lamp into the ocean. It's too much trouble. It's too powerful. And I'll just go back to sleep. And Al's like, well, I could turn you human. Drop. (laughs) He never says, I want you to be human. He rubs the lamp vigorously enough that I guess it works. That's not how the rules worked earlier. Oh, no. He says, is that what you want? Uh. He looks straight at him. And then he says he nods and then rubs the lamp really hard. I think you need a line. I mean, that's like, it's, did you nod? Yeah, it's good I'm not enough sure for if me. You nod. I'm, I, is that a wish? I'm not sure if that's a wish or a command or whatever. I, I need actually need this. This is a big one. Let's get it in writing. I want you to be yeah. human. Well, it works. And also, there is a bunch of morals because, like, this guy, this is why we don't let people like that have control of the lamp. And you just tried to kill these men. So. Ultimate power is corrupting uh-huh. you ultimately, so you can't yeah. have it anymore. If you want me to be your new dad, that's cool. Yeah, Schmeagle. Because I've got some lessons to teach you because you were about to head down the path of darkness, <laughs> little man. <laughs> <coughs> All right. Also, <laughs> throw it in the ocean and oops, pushes him off the rug. <laughs> oh, no, Al fell. <laughs> and he was saying like, there's a trench that's like so deep you can't get to uh, it, but then they just like toss it into like forty feet of water. Right. He, like, scuba but I guess since he's a tomorrow. human now, it's just a lump of trinket. I guess that's true. Yeah, might as well put it on the mantle or something. Like, oh yeah, that's a funny story behind that piece. Um, later, Grandpa's now sober and rich. He owns a nightclub, and the genie is the pianist at the club. I, I didn't know that was a thing that he did. And uh, Alan Jasmine are a couple, and the dad is cool with it. He's like, boy, that guy playing piano sure looks familiar, because I guess I got my wi- mind wiped as well at some point. Knowing that he was He's just a, a cop that was in the car that was bulletproof and also didn't know how to be a cop, but was the only cop that arrested a bunch of guys in a car chase that ended in the death of 70 civilians. So, but mm, I don't remember that part. Yeah. I don't know. And that's the end of the movie. It just ends. He's his new dad. He's his new dad. The piano playing ex genie. Uh, questions say I'm Jackie. Does, his mom enjoy being mounted by the largest, sweatiest, hairiest man mountain ever. Yes. Okay. Okay. What are those guys called? Uh, well, I, I guess I'm not real big on the uh, the gay sex. You know, I've never had bears? it. Yeah. Is that what is that what he is as a bear? Is there such a thing as bears for heterosexuals? If you look like a bear, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if you are wearing a bear costume? <laughs> That's the fuzzy community. Then you're a furry. Yeah. Okay. A furry bear? 
Can you be a furry, like a, a, a bear who is a furry bear? I'm sure yep. you could be a, a large gay man who is a furry. Could you be Fozzie Bear, the furry bear bear? <laughs> I don't know. Now you're going into this Muppet thing, and I'm not familiar with the oh, Muppet Oh, you think the Muppets, are, there's people not dressed up as the Muppets having sex right now, Jackie? Oh, there is. And they're sitting in cake, too, and loving it. <laughs> got, a, got a whole diaper full of baked beans. Mmm. <laughs> So weird. All right. Uh, yeah, she. So I guess she's enjoying it. So I mean, he's still in the picture. He's still dad. So he's, she hasn't said no dad. yet. She had nothing else going on. She obviously was giving him the look at the pizza sure. place. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Jackie, question? Nope. Okay. All right. Uh, is he a monster bud? No, because he's not a monster. He's the benefit of mankind throughout the film. Uh, well, okay. There is no such thing as monsters, Sam. That's the whole point of being. Sure, a, that's you know true. I mean? uh, what was what was his name? Uh, Munchie. He wasn't. A, he wasn't a monster, quote unquote. He was just an no. annoying little douche. Um, Tiny monster. Yeah, I mean, he is a thing that is not human uh, and has powers that we do not. I would consider that. Uh, monster-esque at least i guess he yeah i think you got me convinced he's a monster bud uh does he screw up the kid's life no no uh he does get him uh chased by helicopters and almost fixes the kid's life and becomes his new dad and gives his mom the good loving yep and he he helped get grandpa off of alcohol Mm -hmm. got him made him a legitimate businessman he fixed miami yeah that's very not monster buddy no he's not a monster not a monster buddy. okay he could be a monster but if he was shitty yeah yeah it's not really his fault that that guy the chief of police uh decided to be a horrible person but i guess that per- he was going to be a horrible person with or without a genie in the movie so uh yeah he's not a monster but uh what else you got sam that's. I think that concludes okay. my question. Okay. Well, let's go down a deep path here and get into the uh, the morals of this. Um, a, before we talk about the morals of this, what are the morals of Aladdin, as in uh, Arabian Nights, Aladdin, not this movie? What's what's the moral? I haven't seen any incarnation of Aladdin since the last Disney one in the yeah, theater. But you're familiar so with I couldn't. The tale. It's pretty much be careful he, what you wish for because in right. the real Aladdin, that's my impression. As well. uh, the Jinn is a fucking jerk. Mm-hmm. So you, Sam's right. You wish for to be warm, he'll put you in the volcano, right. And think it's funny. And even in the Disneyfied Aladdin, isn't the moral that hey, wishes if wishes were fishes, blah blah blah. Um, anything you can wish for and get is not worth it because you didn't work for it. That's I mean, yeah. And people should like you for or who it you are. Takes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, sure, Jasmine would never talk to you if she just saw you on the street because you're a street rat. And I get that. But, you know, she's a bitch anyways, dude. Seriously, you could do better, Al. Um, you know, you got you got some decent pecs. 
you know, uh, you, you wear only one set of clothes, but that's not exactly uncommon. And, and you know, get the, you know, what about Brenda? What about Brenda the street urchin? She's, you know, her her mom just died. She's got nobody else. Go out with Brenda the street urchin, Aladdin. You don't need the, the Princess Jasmine. It's going to be all fancy dinners and like, ooh, this is the Swedish prince. Then he's a total dick. You don't want to go to that shit. Yeah. You think Jasmine gives blueies? I got news for you, kid. Brenda, the street urchin. And don't reach above your class, you fucking street rat. Gene's oh, not going to say that. Robin, how dare you say Robin Williams that Jeannie would say that about Al? But it's true. I don't think that's the moral of Aladdin. I don't think it's... No, you, 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 you should reach above your class. That's just be yourself. Yeah. It's be yourself, not reach above your class. You, I don't think you're good at the morals, Jackie. I don't have any yeah. morals. Everybody knows like, that. Know your place. <laughs> know your place, street trash. Don't talk to me. Um, That's exactly what I got out of it. So, again, because by knowing that, the morals of the uh, Arabian Nights Aladdin, what's the moral of this movie? I need a dad, and you'll do. I mean, he's got unlimited wishes. It doesn't not work out for him. The wishes are always good. No trouble comes from the wishes. Like, I want to be a championship winning water skier. And then somebody dies in a water skiing accident that wouldn't have if he hadn't done that. I mean, that, that doesn't yeah, happen. But Chad's not going to get a scholarship now to Screwball University. Yeah, because but that, does, that doesn't come up. You're just inferring that. I'm saying, like, literally, the, what's the moral? Of, I don't know there is one. I don't think there is. I think it's like genies are good. <laughs> Actually, no, it's not. Like he's like, kid, you really couldn't figure this out at all until you realized you could kill people. Mm -hmm. You don't have a dad. I'm tired of being a genie, and you're gonna need some guidance for the rest of your life. Fortunately for me, your mom is hot as shit. I think shit. Jackie might be right. Uh, people need parents. That's the moral. Because <laughs> Al was on a yeah. dark path. <laughs> so okay, all right, good job, Jeannie. Sacrificed yourself to be a little dick's dad. All right. Uh, final recommendations, starting with Sam. I loved it. Every second of it, I woke Sandra up laughing twice. Mm -hmm. Um. I also felt better about life in the earth when it was over, and that doesn't really happen very often. So it's a I do. Guess you're gonna end there. <laughs> like, it he was doing the pausing thing for for dramatics. Uh, it changed my life. Next, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's kind no, of a no, like, big deal. You just said not really. Basic. I was in a better mood. Like I was happier after it was over than I was when it was when I started it. And when movies make you that happy, it's like, oh, yeah, you got to watch it. It's just, it's just a lot of fun. You feel better afterwards. And that I'm just starting to realize that even if Bud Spencer mails it in and the movie is generally a turd, I'm still probably going to like it because he's such an on-screen presence. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good, uh, good analysis. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I'm going to name some things at you guys. Um, that bowling movie. Uh, chomps, uh, munchy. Uh, these are movies. Teen Witch. 
these are movies that I feel like kind of feel like the tone is the same, but totally different. Um, this is a, a mistake-free, good, feel, feel good. I hate that word. I hate that. I hate saying heartwarming. It, I hate saying feel good. But really, it is just a really badly made good time. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. Anybody that would say anything negative about this movie, I would say has uh, has lost their soul. They are soulless <laughs> human. You belong in Hades. Uh, not even in Hades, but in the line to get into Hades, and you're bad at queuing already because you're a terrible person, so you just keep going to the back of the line over and over. You get up yeah. and like, oh, you don't have Form 22B, you soulless bastard. <laughs> Get back in the line. If that's who you are if you don't like this movie. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was absolutely great. It was a total surprise. Has a great feel, great tone, great pace. Uh, it stinks. It looks terrible. It's dumb as shit. And I loved it. Do. Jackie. I'm glad I stumbled onto this when I was looking for a movie. Um, it's all the things that you guys have said. I really can't add anything else other than I just had a really good time with this. And there wasn't a point in the movie at any point where I was like, oh, my God, come on, let's let's get the plot going here, guys. It just starts off good. It had a good pace to it. And I laughed a lot um, because the jokes were just stupid, funny, like kind of just. I don't know. I'm with I'm with both of you. I just felt so much lighthearted, uh, like, well, not everyone is a fucking dick. And it made me except feel good. for Al Haddon, total dick. The main character of the movie. He got a dad, though. Real bad guy. He got a dad, though, and he's going to get straight. He's, yeah. He's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, little Al. Hope you turn out all right, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Three news from us uh, on Aladdin. Surprise about that. I didn't think I was going to like it at all. Um, next week on the show, it is my pick. I go after Jackie. Is it or is it mine? Oh, Sammy's. Why don't you go, Sam? It's yeah, mine. Screw me. Yeah, it was mine anyway because we didn't know. I screwed up last week. Or not last week, but when I thought we were doing last week, I already made a pick. So I actually know what it mm-hmm. is. Oh, my God. Do you want to pause for some dramatic effect? The remake. Okay, okay, yes. I know what the movie is. One, two, three. <laughs> Oh. Gone in 60 seconds, the Nicolas oh, Cage God. version. Oh, yeah. Vomit. Cars are cool. Okay. Uh, hopefully that's streaming someplace and you can watch it. It is. That's one of the things that I looked for. Okay. I can. Dramatic pause. It's on. Two, three. You're it's going to be more than three seconds. This phone's. I'm. Slow at the typing. Well, the podcast is going to be gone in 60 seconds. Oh, stop it. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> you. <laughs> Why don't you skid over this way? I'm trying to make a cut. You know what? Don't don't give me the... <sighs> My joke was kind of stupid. Okay, it was really dumb and it didn't really make any sense. But that's okay because, you know... Traffic laws are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Buffy. Uh, you should yield to my superior. Mm. Here comes the merge. <laughs> <laughs>
There's a fork in the road! Now you're just saying road signs <laughs> without, like, double entendering them. Okay, well, it's not on Amazon anymore. It's off of there. But it is on an experimental Roku TV AMC, which is supposed to be free. Mm, great. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. If, if we can't find it for free, because this one's not worth dumping no, three ninety nine on Voodoo for for sure, I'll pick a new movie. So tentatively, the movie is gone in 60 seconds. All right. Have a great week. Get to the chopper.